This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Good morning, everybody. Are you guys well? Are you excited? Are you ready for the word? Well, today we are going to do a bit of a Bible study. So get your pens, your pencils, your whatever else you need, your Bibles, your markers. We're going to do a bit of a Bible study. But before I get there, hey, we're in the month of Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for? Amen. That's awesome. Nothing. What are you thankful for, family? Come on, shout it out. Let me hear you. All right, well, while you're thinking about what you're thankful for, let me tell you what I'm thankful for in our church is the fact that we got four values and it's important we do this for you. Let me show you the first one. Number one is to know God. We will give you a weekend experience where you can experience God, where you can learn about God, and where you personally can get to know God. Isn't that amazing? Amen. And everything from the minute you drive into the moment you leave this church, it's all about knowing God. Secondly, is to find freedom. You heard Mads was on last week and she spoke about how important it is to, to be healthy in the mind, in the soul. And, uh, and if you've got challenges in those areas or you want to get rid of your yesterdays, or if you perhaps you just want to be free to lead, you want to uh, lead any group, you want to become a leader, and you, got, you don't want to do what you want to do, all right, within the confines of the word, obviously, you are free to do it. So won't you join a small group? And that's what we're going to do there. What we also do for you, the congregation, is we help you discover your purpose. 85% of people do not know their purpose. And so we help you discover that purpose through the growth track. And today... <clears throat> We have the growth track, and that will help you uh, through that process as well. And then lastly, once you've done that, hey, man, we say, won't you make a difference? Won't you make a difference? Come on. Don't just be a bump on the log, but make a difference. Join the team. Be part of the dream team. And all the dream team has said. Yeah. See, I just want to give uh, my, uh, my fashion tip for the week. Men, that uh, if you've put on weight... Do not worship with your jacket closed. Otherwise, you will have this. All right, so don't do that, all right? So that's my fashion tip for the day, and I just thought that's why I'm hanging it this way, you know, so nobody will know. Nobody knows, amen? Praise the Lord. All right, you guys ready for the Word? Study the Word. Okay, let's go. The Bible starts in John 10, 10, and it says this. Uh, first of all, the title of my message is The Invitation to Rest. The Invitation to Rest. And today, this message ministered more to me than anything else. And so, The Invitation to Rest. John 10.10 10 says, The thief, the devil, comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. Jesus says, I have come that you may have life. Zoe is the Greek word there. The way and have it to the full, or the way God has the life, or way God has life. In other words, the way God has life, man, there's no panic, there's no nothing, it's just good, amen? And we can see an opposite here, the devil, his characteristics, and what Jesus has promised us, and what we can have and live in. The devil seems to be more active than ever before, and in my opinion, God will pour out His Spirit more and more because of that. 
if you're willing to tap into it. He will give us grace upon grace. And I believe that revival is on the horizon, amen? Because you see where there's oppression, where the devil tries to kill, steal and destroy, God's grace will be poured out. There is an anointing for you to tap into. But you gotta understand that, amen? We need to understand what is going on in the spirit realm. And you need to be ready for it. You heard what Apostle Theo said a couple of weeks ago, and I'm gonna build on that message and highlight a couple of things in addition to what he said. Not that he didn't do a good job. Obviously, he did a great job. I'm just gonna add my little bit to that. Amen? So can I hear a good amen from everybody? All right, you ready for the word? There are three gods, little g, working in our world today. The first is Mammon, the God of possessions, or I want it. How many of you can relate to that? The second one is the God of Azra, or the spirit of Azra. It is the God of pleasure. Everything to do with pleasure, that's the God of Asherah. And then thirdly, Baal, the God of power and the God of pride. So I'm gonna show you three examples in the Bible, one in the Old Testament, one with Jesus, and then one in the New Testament, where all three of these godly spirits, these spirits are operating in through an example of the Bible. And I will then later on conclude by showing you how it is operating in our lives, potentially, possibly, today. Amen? So let's go to Genesis. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also, and I never saw this in Genesis, desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Look at what this is if I translate it. Good for food, the spirit of Asherah, for pleasure. Secondly, pleasing to the eye is the spirit of mammon. I want it. I want that possession. And then thirdly, desirable for gaining wisdom is the spirit of Baal for power and for pride. Amen? Now it goes on to say, here in verse three, um, or another example, or the example of Jesus, the tempter came to him, the devil came to him, Jesus, and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Then the devil took him to, uh, to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. And if you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. Goes on to say, and again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all of the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you. He, the devil said, if you will bow down and worship me. Now let's translate that. Number one, turn these stones into bread is the spirit of Asherah. It says, feed your pleasure. 
feed whenever you want it. Don't wait, don't delay, not 40 days of fasting. Now, I want it now. Secondly, throw yourself down. Don't try and exalt yourself, but you make a decision on what you're gonna do. The spirit of pride and of power. And thirdly, all this I will give you is the spirit of mammon, I want it. The possessions, I want it. Amen? These are the three forces that are in operation today in our society. It goes on, the third example in the New Testament. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. And guess what? John goes on and he names three things. Look at this. For everything in the world, the cravings of the sinful man, number one, the lust of his eyes, number two, and the boasting of what he has and does, number three, comes not from the Father, but from the world. These are the issues of the day. It seems like lust and immorality, it is a demonic thinking family that if you want it, your body can have it. That's where we are in our society. We see that. If I can think it, I want it. I want it. My body wants it. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to wait. I want it now. It's demonic thinking. We have to stand firm against the devil and his cohorts and the things that is being explained to us in the Word of God. Can I get a good amen, everybody? Amen. So here we see in this portion of Scripture, cravings of a sinful man is Ashra, the spirit of pleasure. Secondly, lust of the eyes is the spirit of mammon, possessions, I want it. How many of you can identify with some people, maybe even yourself here this morning, that that is what you're doing? Number three, boasting of what he has and does, it's the spirit of Baal, of power and of pride. So Pastor Johnny, why are you telling us all of this? So let me tell you a story. Or let me tell you, let me give you some historical facts or historical uh, um, precedent. I believe that after just conferring with some uh, study notes, that we are in a cycle in history in the last 5,000 years that repeats itself every so often. And the end of the cycle normally leads to societal collapse. You look at it and you see empires rise, empires fall. Empires rise, empires fall. We think of, for example, maybe our country, us as South Africans, being here roughly three, four, five hundred years. So what is going to happen? There's a cycle that's going on. You look at the nation of the United States, almost like 250 years, and they've just been on an up and up and up and up, and is there going to be a collapse? Because perhaps depravity is busy setting in in those nations. The cycle is nations are born. They have success. Depravity sets in, and then nations fall. I'm not going to ask you to evaluate that, but you can just benchmark them against a couple of things that we know. 
So it's inevitable in the history of mankind for the last 5,000 years that there is a cycle of when I have lack and then when I get some that I become proud and I become sufficient upon myself and no one else and that is the steps for disaster. And when a nation starts kicking out or saying it's okay to have abortions, when the nation starts corrupting the people and no longer leads the people, there is a problem in that depravity has set in and that nation is set for a fall. Amen? So maybe we are in a storm before it gets calm. So as a leader and as a Christian, I must understand what is going on. The sons of Issachar, the Bible says, knew the times that they were in and knew what to do. Amen? We're having a good Bible study, right? Everybody still good? Are you still writing down? Good point that, write it down. So in the words of Apostle Theo, read the word, pray, listen, and do God what God tells you to do. It can avoid the storms of life. But if you don't do that, you will have to go through the storms of life. Amen? That was definitely one that you should be writing down. We can see these cycles in humanity from lack to survival to success, self-dependence. I did it. I've got this. To, to, to destruction and sometimes even worse. So when things go well, people do not come to church. Yes, I can see some of you like, your pastor, it's my first time in 10 weeks, I'm back. Well, welcome, 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 welcome. They, they go on, they don't come to church, they go on holiday. Look how the Lord has blessed me, but we're not going to church this weekend because I've got to try my new boat at the dump. I stay at home. We're so tired. We need a refreshing. They do what they want to do. We say we are operating on our own. I've got this. I know how it works. But that's why we at the church twice a year, we have 21 days of prayer because we let you know that you cannot do it in your own. You need to trust in God because it's not by power nor by might of my own, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Ooh, I feel a preach coming on. We need to remind us that we need God. That's why we have 21 days of prayer. And if you think, ah, oh, it's again the same old, same old points that we are praying for, you've missed it. It's again about the tabernacle. I know it, Pastor Johnny. You're missing it. It is to remind you, I need God. I need God. I must know him. Amen. So where are we in that cycle today or now? People are in desperation, seeking God. They've achieved the level of success. Then the steps that causes self-sabotage 
And self-sabotage is you not acknowledging and relying upon God, which means that you're trusting in yourself and then failure will happen. Can you see that family? Does it make sense? Are you getting something out there tonight, today? Right. So let's study it out. The Bible, the prudent sees danger and take refuge. But the simple keep going and pay the penalty. The simple keep going and pay the penalty. There is a word for this. It's called hubris. Hubris means that state is a great or foolish amount of pride or confidence, oftentimes marked by personality and confidence. We ask people, um, how is the family? Family is great. How are the kids? Oh, the kids are great. How's your relationship with the spies? Woo, never better. At least three times a day. How is your job? It's great, Pastor. But nowhere in that do I hear, praise God, we've gone through some challenges. I'm trusting God, I'm believing, but by the Spirit of God, I believe that we are coming out on the other side. We are overcoming in the name of Jesus. God has brought me thus far. He will continue to carry me further. So we become proud because we, we compare ourselves on social media. I mean, when you wake up in the morning, would you like to have 100 people in your bedroom? No, but you do that. When you flip over that phone and you scroll through, you're inviting 100 people's opinions, their bad attitudes, their comments, whatever, into your life before you've had the first sip of coffee. Thank you. That was my wife that gave me that one. This is historically the spirit of Baal, blinding the eyes of the people because we compare ourselves and think if I were to say, I need help, or things are not great in my relationship, things are not great with the kids, I'm struggling, pastor. That's why we, you can come and find freedom at church. And it's working itself into the lives of many, the spirit that says less dependence on God, and that is the spirit of pride. So the antidote to pride is humility. But let me give you a different angle on that. We can do so much for others. Listen to me very carefully now. I wanna give you a different angle on this. So some of you are already planning ahead. Ah, yeah, yes, you see. Mm, 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 mm. Maybe you should, mm, 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 okay? Now, let me turn it around. We do so much for others, and we don't take care of ourselves. Then there's some sort of an emotional collapse or depression or weariness. And you say, you know, I'm running around and we go, went on holiday and it's just, it, I just feel so tired. Everything is just so tired because I'm doing more for others and not enough for myself. And that doesn't mean to say, yes, uh, do this, do this, do this. Take care of yourself emotionally that you're not depressed that you're not weary and worn out. Can I speak to us as a church? I am concerned about all of us right now. The pace we live at, the amount of things we try and put into a week, it's just too much. 
Somebody saying, hallelujah, I'm not going to work. That's not what I am saying. Are you listening to me, family? I think this is a form of the spirit of Baal. It's power and it's pride at another level that we cannot sustain or endure. If you are, everything is great. I'm just doing this and that. I'm on the move. I'm a mover and a shaker. And then on the weekend or Monday when you must be back at the office, you're down. I'm so weary. I'm so depressed. I don't know what's going on in my life. I just feel like I've got no moment for myself. We need to change our pace. I call it the pace of grace. It is not what you can do. It is what you can sustain. How much can I sustain before it all falls apart? Am I talking to somebody here this morning? So here is the antidote for this. And this might surprise you. Remember the Sabbath day. I'm not talking about the day. It is a day. But I'm talking about a principle on how you are to replenish your spirit, soul, and body. Bible says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all, the, all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. We at the church here, for example, our staff, we work, say, Monday to Thursday, and then Sundays today is a work day for us. Yeah, Pastor Johnny, see, you're not honoring the Sabbath. It is a day. It is not the day. Amen? The Hebrew word for Sabbath is Shabbat, and it means to stop to produce. It goes on to say, on it you shall not do any." work neither you nor your son let me just stop there so here at the church we understand that one of our work days is a sunday to serve you but we have a friday and maybe that's a day for yourself the sixth day should be a day for yourself and perhaps saturday is my Saturday. well let me change it over because now somebody's going to say oh so we are now saturday adventists no okay so friday is my sabbath and then saturday is my day for myself does it make sense you got to have time for yourself, but you got to also have a Sabbath. Amen? Nor your son, nor your daughters, nor your manservants. I mean, God covers everybody, even the aliens within your gates, okay? It goes on in verse 11. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Look at your life right now. And evaluate. Perhaps you have made some holy things unholy. Yes, but pastor, I go to church. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying replenish. And give to God all your attention and time. Thank Him for everything that you have. And be refreshed in God. See, I don't want a bail spirit in my time of Sabbath. I want God's spirit in my time of the Sabbath. Some of us come here, you're actually doing deals right now on the phone, listening to this message. When you're out here, hey, quick meeting, guys. All right, that deal, you know. You're not resting. You're not resting. 
Goes on to verse 17. It will be a sign between me and the Israelites forever. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day, they rested and was refreshed. Some of us go on a rest break. But we are more tired than before when we come back. Let me show you some things that we should be doing during a Sabbath rest. Number one, not working for wages. Number two, not competing for rewards. Number three, making time to relax and do nothing. I love that. I like to just do nothing. But what are you doing? I'm doing nothing. What are you thinking? Nothing. That's how I relax. You see, men, we have a nothing box. We can just be there the whole time. What are you thinking? Nothing. Men, come on, give me a big amen there. And women, it's like what? It's like spaghetti. Reading and studying religious materials. Not in and amongst doing banking, doing quickly a deal. Yeah, let me read a verse. Oh, lovely. The Lord bless you and me. Laka. Playing with the family. Taking leisurely strolls. Enjoying meals with friends and family. Talking with each other. That's a novel idea. Attending religious services as a family with the children. Today, we're going to just worship God. Praying and meditating on the word. And then lastly, men, you'll thank me for this. Love making with your spouse. And all the men said? Okay, no, let's not go there. Okay. So let me give you an invitation from Jesus to rest. On behalf of the one that saved you, he is giving you an invitation to rest. Let me give you three principles, all right? Let's quickly go there. So as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice of what I've said, if you hear his voice and do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the times of testing in the wilderness, all right? Where your ancestors tested and tried me, though for 40 years they saw what I did. You see, hear his voice now, family. Hear his voice now. Some of you have had warning signs for a long time. God is trying to speak to you and he's giving your warning sign, signs. Your stress, he's trying to say something to you. You're not sleeping, he's trying to say something to you. Amen? Because that is why I was angry with that generation. I said, their hearts are always going astray and they have not known my ways. Amen? So I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. If you continue to disobey him and not know him and walk away from him, you will never enter his rest. You will always be restless. Moving away from God, family, listen to this. Moving away from God almost always produces no rest. And when you are in sin, you will become anxious and you will describe it as, I've got no rest. 
And every time that you step out of the will of God, there is no rest. But when you step into the will of God, always it will produce rest. Are you with me? That is how you will know. This is, this is powerful. This is how you will know that you are in right standing with God. If you are in rest and not stressed, you are in right standing with God. Amen, family? Goes on to say, therefore, since the promise, I love this, thank you, Jesus, because it says you will enter not into rest, but therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, if I obey, if I'm in him, amen? Let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did, but the message that they heard was of no value to them because those who heard it did not combine it with faith. Are you with me, family? This is a great Bible teaching, amen? So God is saying, part of your unrest is coming from your faith life. Listen to me carefully now. We have stopped trusting God for things. We have too many people come to the front. I don't know. I don't have a scripture. I don't know. Can you just pray? You're not in faith. You're in unrest. You're not resting in God. And if you don't rest, you will not have rest. When you stop trusting God, you will have to trust something. If you stop trusting God, you will have to trust something. And that something is the spirit of Baal, which is power and pride and you will struggle in your own power. So verse nine, there remains then a Sabbath's rest for the people of God, for anyone who enters God's rest, also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Verse 11, let us therefore make every effort to enter the rest so that no one will perish by following the example of disobedience. So number one, here's the three things, one, don't ignore his call to rest. If you're willing, if you want to rest and you want to make him number one, you can rest. There is, a, there is rest. Look what it says here. Be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with dissipation to evaporate, drunkenness and the anxieties of life and that day will close on you unexpectedly like a trap. Some of you are more tired than you know you are. Some of you are in over self-confidence or than what you should be. You are trusting in self. Number two, step into the realm of faith. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests God. Faith people, family, listen to this, are rested people. Don't take this personally, but it says something about our faith when we are stressed all the time. Amen. We will sing about trusting God, but we are not. The peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts 
and your minds in Christ Jesus. Number three, make every effort to rest. Come to me. Jesus' personal invitation this morning to you. Listen to me. Come to me, Jesus speaking. All you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Move away from the spirit of Baal, from Asherah, and from the spirit of Mammon. Not in your power, not in your pride. Amen? Because you need to come apart before you come apart. Come apart with God. Otherwise, you're going to fall apart. Amen? Did you receive something from the word this morning? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Perhaps you're here today, and I want to maybe include this in two of the altar, two altar calls. I don't know. Let me just see how the Lord wants to lead here. But if you're here today and you say, you know, I've been trusting in myself. I've been not been trusting in God. Perhaps you need to rededicate your heart to the Lord. I don't know. Whatever the Lord is putting in your heart right now. Please, nobody walking around unless you're a work, worker. You are disturbing what we want to do here. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Say, Pastor Johnny, I've listened to this message and I can assure you, when I prepared this message, it hit hard. Think if I'm busy, busy for God, that I'm in the will of God. If I'm busy, then I'm productive. But all it is, I'm trusting and relying on a spirit that is not God. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you say, Pastor Johnny, I've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of my life, and I would like to do that, then at the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Or secondly, you say, Pastor Johnny, I do not have assurance of my salvation. I don't know if I were to die today whether I would go to heaven or hell. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 13, that you must know that you have eternal life. Or thirdly, you say to me, Pastor Johnny, I want to rededicate my life. Maybe that's you today. You've been sitting in church week in, week out, but you've been more focused on the spirit of Baal than on the spirit of God. I want to rededicate my life to you. In the count of three, won't you raise your hand? Are you ready? Today, take a stand. One, two, three. Let me see your hand, wherever you are. Raise your hands. I see hands. I see hands going up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Workers are moving in. They're coming to lay their hand on your shoulder. Don't let the day pass. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. Don't let the day pass. Don't be prideful. Kick that Baal spirit now in Jesus' name. Those of you that have raised your hands, workers now laid their hand on your shoulder, please let's make sure we have somebody. Let us all say this prayer together out aloud. Say this with me. Father in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I come as I am. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me so I can go free. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. And from this day, I promise to serve you with all of my heart. I pray this in Jesus' name. Your word says, as I have prayed, I am now a child of God. Amen. 
Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.